Hello again, this is Chris Lyons. This is the Creative Career Starter Podcast, and this is part two of our discussion with Frank DePinto, who's currently the Creative Director at Electronic Arts. On the previous podcast, we got so deep into his experience at Adidas that we never even got to Electronic Arts. So I would love for Frank, if you would, let's talk about how you went from Adidas to Electronic Arts and then you know, funnel this down to what you would look for in young creative people coming in to work with you at EA. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I, I was able to work on some pretty great projects at, at Adidas, of course. And again, through networking, was able to, was fortunate enough to come down to Orlando, Florida and meet with uh, a really strong group of, of engineers and developers. And and as I kind of walked in, I for the first time, I, I actually felt uh, like I did not deserve to be there because here's this guy coming from apparel and creative and, you know, kind of tapped into this new imaginative space out in Portland. And here I am sitting with very, very smart designers and not to say that graphic designers aren't smart, but when you have people who can code and make things move and look amazing, uh, and run and jump like a normal human, you're dealing with a special breed. So, you know, I'm in this room full of, of people and I didn't try to pretend I was anybody else other than a guy with passion on sports, great creative ideas, uh, and openness and willing to learn. And, uh, you know, it was a little intimidating as a, as a guy who was a, a graphics dude, a creative guy, big, big idea guy. Frank, you've been a, essentially a graphic designer for all these years and in the apparel industry. What in the world made you think you could jump into EA Sports and, and, and how did you identify the capacity you could work there? Yeah, it was such a challenge, right? And, and as an athlete, obviously, growing up, uh, anytime you know, you start to feel the heartbeat a little bit. You're like, okay, I think I could do this. <laughs> um, so, you know, it started to immediately Google anything and everything about gaming. And, and you know, at the end of the day, I just kind of backpedaled into what I, what I knew I was comfortable with, which was sports, passion for sports. I had a really good knack of understanding what the consumer wants. Um, that's something that I would say to any creative please take the time to think about who is looking at your art or who is buying your art uh, before just diving in. Um, that's a, the consumer is a, is a massive part of creativity. But yeah, I, I came down to Orlando and had a great meeting, did not change who I was, had a very honest conversation, threw around some great ideas, some great suggestions, kind of just owned the fact that I was coming at it from a different perspective. And I think Maybe I was just lucky that that's what they needed at the time. But, you know, I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation on my way out with the VP. And you know, I basically said, hey, if you're looking for an art director in the gaming industry to help with lighting effects and character treatments, uh, I'm, I'm not your guy, man. And I hope you guys find him, but that's definitely not me. And, you know, jumped back on a plane up to Portland, kept rocking. And uh, a few weeks later... Uh, got a call from them and said, that's exactly what we wanted. So uh, please, we, we want someone to come down and, and shake things up and help us change the culture and get younger and get sexier and, and think differently and, you know, press some of these folks who've been in the industry for quite some time, learn from them, but also try to push the envelope, right? So, 
you know, that challenge was, was tasty. You know, that was something I really wanted to do. And, you know, I, I had such a love for, for Florida growing up playing baseball down here when I was playing travel ball and, you know, some family has now recently come down to Florida. So it was just kind of the, the perfect, uh, you know, stars aligning scenario. It was hard to leave the NHL business. It was hard to leave Adidas really hard. I mean, cause it was a massive risk, right? You know, to, to think of, those 2000 kids who are applying for jobs every day, you know, it, it was no disrespect for, for what they're trying to do or get to in their careers. But for me, it was another challenge. And if the timing is right for you as a, as a creative or as a professional, then I'll always recommend to anybody take the leap. And in my career, I've worked, you know, dotted line with so many different people. And so many people have left, you know, the business we've worked on and, and they've gone on to other jobs and gone on to, to new challenges and new experiences. And I'll never be someone to be like, oh, you're leaving us high and dry. You're you're leaving our company. It's like, no way. Go do it. Go take on a challenge. Go accept a new role. I, I would always push that for anybody. And I think it's a little bit probably different than what we learned. Well, at least my generation learned com- coming up was, you know, you really got to stay in one space one job for you know three to five years for the, for you to be taken seriously it's just not the case anymore it, it really comes down to your chops your skill set your willingness to be nimble and learn and if that means that you're going to jump from big business to big business big brand to big brand that, that so be it yeah, those are big i mean there's there's over twenty five thousand people working at, at ea sports yeah yeah it's a ton and i mean you know, I dove right in. I luckily, was kind of shadowing a gentleman who's been working on video games for almost 25 years, and I just became obsessed with it. Right, uh, just became obsessed with learning how they're built, the cadence of of kind of pipelines and timelines, and you know how things operate. And once I figured that out, then the stride started to take place because I was able to kind of tap back into the idea guy, right? Bring some of the new fresh ideas to the table, you know, take some of the practices that, you know, were used at Adidas at a global level and bring them to EA. So that's something that I learned pretty pretty quickly in my career working for some of these larger, you know, global brands is that a lot of them are pulling pulling uh, professionals or, or heads from different companies, um, like-minded companies, right? You'll have people from Lululemon, you'll have people from, from Twitter, Facebook, Google, uh, you'll have people from Nike, you'll have people from the footwear industry. All, all these people kind of are, are jumping from brand to brand. And it's really interesting when you see the pool of creative uh, ideas and thoughts that can come together. And I think this is why there's so much amazing product that gets put, put out in the market. So what, is a, what does a typical day look like for you as a designer at EA Sports? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I had to get comfortable with was so and I didn't I did not know this coming in is that engineers, developers, they like to work late. So they kind of had their own schedule. So they would the day the meetings wouldn't really start till about 10, 1030. Um, and I was used to like getting into Audi, having calls, you know, 8 a.m. So a little bit of an adjustment. I was always the first guy at work at EA, which was cool. So that looks good. Uh, but yeah, you know, meetings are really a lot of touch bases, a lot of um, 10 minute standups. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know what a standup is, it's basically 
anybody who you're working with functionally or maybe dotted line, meaning, you know, maybe some of the work you do crosses over into another group's work or affects another group's work. And stand-ups are, you go around in a circle, you talk about what you're working on and if you're blocked by anything, meaning I'm working on this, but something is stopping me from finishing a task or finishing a job that I need to get done today. And it's just a way for free flowing communication to happen. And it, it keeps everybody kind of understanding, you know, what's happening, what's moving, um, and what's stopping somebody from doing their work. So it's just a, a great way to, to kind of gut check things. And then, yeah, we have some leadership meetings where we talk about the game, you know, one to three years out, talk about some really big ideas, what's happening in the landscape of the industry, what are some of our competitors doing, and then we'll build out these phases throughout, um, you know, ideation all the way to the launch of a new title where they're basically gates. And gates are, we do a lot of really cool creative stuff and you get to a checkpoint, do a lot of really cool creative stuff, get to another checkpoint. And within those checkpoints, the game's slowly being built and things are coming to fruition. And, you know, once the game goes out, obviously the, the, an entirely new organization is kind of taking the game on from a marketing standpoint. And again, which kind of goes back to those first few years of my career, learning how to develop products, learning how to develop motion art, learning how to develop marketing, brand creative. I also flex onto some of the brand and marketing group as well, hmm. which typically is kind of a siloed, a siloed function through creative and product, and then brand and marketing usually operate a bit separated. Um, so that's one of the cool things I get to do is I get to try to be the glue guy a bit to make the brand and marketing group kind of understand how the product's being built, how the product gets built by thinking about where the brand and marketing team's heads are. So some really great opportunities. I mean, I've, I've had some, you know, some small wins in the first few years, great learning, learning experiences. Um, they built a great relationship with the NFL and, any any listeners who are SpongeBob fans, I urge you to go YouTube <laughs> Madden collaboration with SpongeBob. That was a lot of fun, but no, it's it's great. I work on a I work on a weekly basis with Nike and and other brands. So where are your creative fingerprints on these games? All over. So uh, so right now I oversee the X uh, the XD, which is basically the experience design. So how colors, typography, UI, UX, uh, motion art, the apparel that the players get to wear, um, any of the programmatic experiences that happen in the game when we want to collaborate with another brand. And then on the marketing side, making sure that those stories come to life and get told to the consumer uh, through social media. My goodness. So, so a young designer thinks, man, that sounds cool. I, I'd love to work with Frank and yeah, what do they need to show you? Yeah, so I mean, I, I'll use my most, my current example that's kind of happening in my day to day. So I, there's a there's a girl that I work with right now, young young girl. I think she's been with the company for a few years, and she has such an amazing ambition to learn and take on more work. And you know, she was a traditional maybe graphic designer, so of course I started to see a little bit of myself in her, and. You know, I kind of we worked it out with her manager where she could kind of flex a little bit and work with me on a day to day basis. And her ambition alone, her organization, organization is, is key. 
uh, being able to figure however you like to manage your projects and manage your day to day. Um, there's no right way of doing it. I think it's hard when companies come in and say, Hey, this is, this is exactly how we're going to track every project. And this is exactly how you should communicate. I think everybody has different ways to communicate and the fluidity of finding out how that works best is important, but nevertheless, her ambition, her organization, those are two massive, massively important things for a young creative because a lot of people at the leadership level, when they're looking at young talent, they're really confident that they can coach them and help iterate their creative along the way, right? Mm -hmm. If I can see someone who has a general understanding of layout, have a really good understanding of layout, readability, typography, I can coach you through you know, color palettes and I can coach you through motion, uh, moving left to right, things like that. But if you have a really good general foundational understanding of, of design, it, the opportunity is endless, especially in some of these bigger brands because there's so many experienced people that will most likely sit above you that will look at your foundational skill set as an amazing platform for them to help educate and teach you, right? Right. So talk about the emergence of uh, image and likeness for amateur athletes where they can start profiting off of their likeness. How does that affect the way you create these games and, and, and make these... These young athletes are creating NFTs and selling them, and they're, sure. they can now sell their image to the Adidas of the world. How does this affect EA Sports? So it's it's amazing. Uh, I love it. I feel like I maybe could have gotten a deal with like a pasta company back in the day, but <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I'll, I'll look at it in two ways, right? So one, if you're an athlete, uh, male, female, coming up through the ranks, you have a good social following and obviously your performance on the field or, or court or ice is, is doing its thing. I think you now have the opportunity where big brands like Adidas, Nike, EA Sports, they'll reference grassroots. They'll reference young talent as these are the consumers we want to go after. We want our game to look this cool. We want the 13 to 18 year old kid to want to buy our product or want to play our product. Now we can actually go to them and collaborate with them. We can work with them on a marketing level and we can activate product in so many different ways. So it, it opens up such a massive new lane for the industry. It's, I think this is why everyone's so excited about it. You know, I think like any new thing that happens in the industry, there's probably going to be some trials and tribulations over the next few years of people breaking rules. What are the rules? How do rules change? All that's going to happen. And then the second thing is I would say to look at it, to look at it from kind of what's happening in the industry now, right? You have a lot of young photographers, videographers that are kind of calling themselves content creators. And if you're a content creator, you know, if you if you go on social media and you follow Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr. hires the videographer and photographer from Nike at a premium price to create all of his social content. But if you downsize that to a smaller level, right? If you're a lineman, if you're a backup safety on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you now have an opportunity to put your name out there through social, through content, in ways that really, it was just, it was always the, the, the flashier, high level athletes that would get all of the kind of marketing attention. And now that's, that's all changing. So 
now if you're not the, the strong safety from the Bucks, but you're the starting quarterback for your local high school team, you know, you now are a, a massively marketable athlete to local businesses. So, you know, it's a really inter- interesting opportunity. I think, you know, if you're a young, savvy kid in, in the business world right now, I think it's even an even crazier opportunity from an agent standpoint. I would just urge athletes to be super careful because, you know, if you're if you're in high school right now and, and you're playing soccer, lacrosse, basketball, football, once brands figure out how to use you and get, you know, get something out of you, they will. Um, so I would just say be, be really careful, but also be really interested in it because I think it could be lucrative for everybody. If you've got this, those skills that you're talking about, if you can illustrate and design and understand the social platforms, you could be a little mini agency creating content for athletes from every level right now. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you can figure out how to use that create and, and obviously we can go down the path of NFTs and, you know, where those can go. I think it's a little, little risky right now, but there's a case to be made that if you do an illustration of your buddy, who's the number five rated running back in the, in the state, and he ends up being, you know, an all pro running back in 10 years, you know, that, that piece of artwork that you created for him is worth a lot of capital. So <laughs> it's, it's worth, it's worth the exploration as a young creative for sure. But just be smart about it, be savvy about it, be a creative athlete. And and like I said, the hard work and hustle is, is always going to pay off in the long run. Frank, I, I can't thank you enough for spending all this time with me. So much that we had to do two podcasts, because I imagine you could go on for another hour. Always, yes. But thank you so much for your time. This has just been uh, enlightening and really useful for young creative people, I think, to, to spend a, a couple of sessions with you here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Chris. And I would say, you know, please reach out. I know I know some of your former students already have, but, you know, reach out through any platform, LinkedIn, email, social. You know, like I said, the network is massive. Um, no promises, but the network is huge. And EA is a massively growing company. So uh, if anybody's interested in, in gaming outside of sports as well, you know, through first-person, you know, shooter games, through role games, through racing games. There, I mean, anything that you're interested in, EA is a massive, massive business to help kind of, you know, bring your career to light. So I appreciate you having me on, Chris. Frank, just lovely catching up with you. Thanks again. Many thanks to my friend Frank DePinto, Creative Director at Electronic Arts, for his incredible knowledge and great advice. If you missed part one of our conversation, head to creativecareerstarter.com. It's a great listen. And as always, if you are looking to strengthen and focus your portfolio, or you just need some help getting your creative career on track, send me a note to chris at creativecareerstarter.com. And thanks so much for joining me today. We'll see you next time.